You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Destiny Haven Trujillo. Destiny, thanks so much for being with me today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk about your show, Devaraste, um, at Dimmon Gallery in the city, which is up now. It's June 7th, and it's, it's running through July 7th. Um, yes. So, so let's talk about this. I mean, I feel like we should jump right into the title, right? This is um, uh, a Spanish phrase that kind of colors the whole show, right? If I'm saying that right, Devaraste? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're saying it right. Um, so, yeah. so tell me about this phrase, because it's a slang, right? Yeah, it's a Spanish slang. Um, I mean, if it, the literal translation, translation is to devour, um, but in Spanish, devoraste is slang for you ate that. So like in the queer community, it's like a pretty, um, like a word, a phrase used like, damn, you ate that. Like it's basically saying like you've killed it. Right, you killed it, you crushed it, um, mm-hmm. but specifically referring uh, a specific reference within the queer, queer community, and and is it a sexual reference or not necessarily? No, no, it's not. Uh, it's inherently sexual, um, but I guess the use in the show, I kind of like the play on both. Um, also, like the play on the literal translation to devour. Mm. Um, and in a way, I guess I kind of find that sexual. So let's talk about the images in the show because, you know, that's that kind of um, not just wordplay, but that kind of exploration of, of what it means to devour or, what, or, or, or more like a portrait of the, of the community that this is referencing is, is what these images are, are often um, narrating, right? We're, we're looking at narratives in here of the daily life of a, of a community, of friends? Mm-hmm. Is, is that yeah. what's happening? I mean, it, it, it is a community. It is like we're looking at um, this, you know, there's self-portraits in there, but there's, there's also, it's, it's, a, it's about that phrase and, and a specific queer community, correct? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of about my community that I've made within that community, right? Um, so... I've been fortunate enough to like find such beautiful people here in New York who are also in the queer community and like adjacent, you know. Um, and I've been lucky enough for them to like be surrounding me and um, allow me into their community as well as well as like them be in my community. So it's kind of just like the. It's more so. I mean, I wouldn't like say every queer person lives their life like this, you know, but for me, this is my um, experiences with my friends who also happen to be queer, you know, Um, but it's just kind of like the daily life, not just the daily life, more so like moments. Um, They all reference like different moments and some of them are kind of mishmash of different moments kind of into one. Um, I guess... I see I, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Know. so this is also about the love of, of the community, your friends, on a, on, a, mm-hmm. on a number of levels. There's, as friends, you know, there's that kind of 
um, love and, and as you're saying, just being fortunate to have friends. But as a community, it's also, um, yeah, speaks to something larger, right? I mean, specifically here being queer or, as, as you said, also adjacent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's friends, it's lovers, it's a lot of people I've been in contact with and had experiences with. And, and, and let's talk a little bit about adjacent because it's, it's kind of like there's all these kind of terms for different terms, right? And since we're speaking about, you know, Devaraste and, 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 and a little bit about being adjacent, fluidity, and um, how does that figure into sexuality? Because queer becomes a very broad term, really, right? But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's broader than broad in a way we talk about. It. I mean, that's not quite right, but it's adjacent. You talk about adjacent. What does that mean, and how does that figure into this this community? Well, yeah, so it's all from my own experience, right? Um, and I am fortunate enough to be part of the community and, like, you know, the queer community. Um, but I'm pansexual, so, you know, it's kind of like everything under the sun for me. So I have different experiences in multiple ways, you know, um, queer, hetero, everything else. Um, I mean, it kind of, nothing's really off limits for me, I guess. <laughs> but in terms of that, that's kind of my experiences. Um, and I mean adjacent because, you know, not everyone in the paintings are queer, but they're people who are in my life and also understand the queer community and respect and find love and home and family within that community. So, like, I... In my work, I don't want it to be, I mean, it is for the gays, the girls, the days, and the them, for sure. Um, but it also includes people in my life who I've also built incredible connections with who are also within that community, right? Like, you don't have to be queer to be involved with me or my friends. It's kind of, um, I guess it's kind of like a bunch of misfits in a way, who found each other, you know, who have found solitude and family with each other. I love that. That's a, that's, there's so much, um, that's such a great kind of, um, I mean, it's a great vibe. It's a, it's a community is rare to find, I think, for anybody. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to have a community that's like that and do this essentially portrait of the community, right, to talk about the different work in here um there's one just called human behavior 2023 and um i like this image a lot but a, a lot of them you know s- seem to be you know their events or or almost um are almost like snapshots right these are stills like almost film stills is that how you see it i mean to talk about this one in particular human behavior 2023 um mm-hmm. which is a, which is a big painting um like six feet tall and uh, and has three figures in it performing, really, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I work at a karaoke bar um, called Chino Grande. And so I've, within that, I've made a lot of beautiful friends. So a lot of my time is spent there, um, you know, working or hanging out with my friends, drinking or visiting my other friends while they're karaokeing. Um, and it's also a place for my other adjacent friends to come in and also experience that too. So it kind of just becomes a mishmash of all of my friends and family. Um, and that one reflects 
kind of a moment for me when two different friend groups have come together and they're singing karaoke together, you know. And I guess they are kind of like skills in a way. Um, I've recently started using a kind of like cheap old digital camera to take out with me. Um, not for photography reasons, but just as a tool. Um, because it can get messy sometimes, you know, when you're out drinking and partying with your friends. Um, and there's some things that I see that I'm like, I need to remember this moment, or I need to remember this pattern, or this chair, or something like that, and I'll snap a quick photo of it. Um, so those will add to the compositions in the painting. Um, but you're snapping a so, photo, I'm sorry, you're snapping a quick photo with your phone or with a, uh, an older digital oh, camera, you were saying? With the digital camera, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that way more than a phone because I feel like I'm less likely, I mean, it has a screen, but I'm less likely to look at it and check it, and it gives, like, certain qualities to it, and it also kind of distorts it in a way versus my iPhone, which is more clear and crisp. So I like the idea of it being distorted already in a distorted moment, and then I go and paint it and kind of sketch it out, and it becomes even more distorted in terms of, like, the composition. Um, but, yeah, the, yeah, those are my, some of my friends singing karaoke. And Human Behavior is because uh, it was a Bjork song that they were singing. So I thought it would be, it'd be very fitting for the painting to be called Human Behavior. Yeah, I love that. Um, there's another one called Untitled Room, uh, and, and this one is – there's a lot happening off the screen. It looks like something like a hand on the bed as well as um, two figures embracing um, that are also headless, and, uh, and it looks like a dog that's also moving off the, off the canvas. This one's very different than the others in some ways. It feels like it's in the same mood, the same palette, um, but it's, it's, it's closer to a still life almost. Even though there are figures in it, they're kind of disembodied somehow, aren't they? Yes, yeah. So um, this work I was doing, it was during the major pandemic time. Um, so there is more interiors because of the lack of humans, you know, but also when I was able to hang out with my friends right after, you know, you all quarantined for a while and everyone's good and you know everyone's safe, you know, quotations, um, that, you know, we were able to come together. So in some of the photos, there's a mishmash of people, right, because it's a lot of people clustered in one room. For, for my room, it was very small. But um, there's also moments that are more interior-based because there would very, maybe be two of us hanging out, right, or maybe three of us. So... Um, those ones are a little bit more interior driven. Um, and I also, the people who are headless, you know, with a lack of detail also kind of um, adds to that because I didn't want the people to be the stars, right? I wanted it to be pretty level in terms of uh, composition and kind of balanced versus the figure's you know, with faces would become ultimately like the viewing point immediately. And I wanted it to all kind of be balanced out in terms of, you know, more shapes and colors and where the compositions lie and kind of how that plays together. Yeah, that's what happens there because the, the composition is so interesting. I mean, what also looks like 
just a hand on the bed like someone's underneath the bed. That's and in such an unusual way that's so much happening off the canvas, right? That that seems mm-hmm. to be like like there's a, a whole hidden narrative here. I mean, that's interesting that, of course, this is in the pandemic. This is a 2021 painting. Um, so, I, I, yeah, as you're saying, it has some of that, uh, I, I guess, those elements in it, right? Because it was such a strange time socially. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, and also these moments, too, are kind of obscured, which I hope the painting reflects, um, because, you know, you are getting with your friends, and you're like, oh, my God, finally, people, and you guys get to drink together, and you get to socialize, and it's, like, something about that, right? So, like, these are also times where we're just trying to let go and let loose during that time, which was very stressful. (laughs) Yeah, it sure was. Um, So talk about one other, there's a... Another one, this is now a year after that, so this is, you know, still, well, end of pandemic, I guess, 2022, and it's called Three's Company. Um, and, and this is like, I mean, the colors are so cool in here and also looks like uh, perhaps, a, yes, taken with your camera, like you said, but it's a, it's an intimate scene. This is, a, um, it looks like a sexual scene. I'm, I'm not sure, but it's a, yeah, very different than the, than we, than the one we just talked about, Untitled Room, right? Yes, yeah. So this one kind of, yeah, it was a year after, so everything was more open at this time. Um, But yeah, that is a painting kind of about um, like a foursome experience that I I was in a, a, what would you call it, like a four people couple thing for a while. (laughs) Not for a while, but for a little bit. And it was really fun. And it was like me and my best friend and two other people that I um, really care about, and it was more it was more silly and friendship based, you know. So like I guess the way I think of sexuality and love is probably not the way the average person thinks. Maybe like they blend very well together. Like friendship and love and intimacy and sexuality blend for me. Right? There's multiple layers for for me. So it's not so black and white. Um, so there's multiple types of love and stuff that I experience, but this was kind of based on a moment that was silly and, you know, it was, it's slightly sexual, but it's very playful. People are wearing nipple pasties and, you know, everyone's kind of in their underwear naked and, um, you know, I'm sure like, yeah, maybe mushrooms were involved, something silly. Um, yeah, that's kind of, and that's why I named it Three's Company because like in a way I'm the viewer of the three people that I'm also with, um, but I also hope that, like, whoever is the viewer um, looking at my painting can feel that way as well. And, and in, in a scene like this, you know, you're, you're also um, using a camera, right? So doesn't that also take on a different effect here? Because the camera in some of the other, in some of the other images is, um, you know, something you're, you're preserving for later, in in a scene of even playful love and sexuality, the camera is also an element in there, isn't it? Or or, or am I overreaching there? Or, or, you know what I mean? Because can I photograph this? I am photographing this. You know, it becomes part of what's happening. Yeah, so I don't use my camera for all of it. So this one isn't uh, based on any particular photo. Um, But I guess the the camera is a nice, Tool. It's definitely a tool. It's not something I 
you know, would base any of my art off of. Um, it's just a helpful tool for sure um, in terms of helping me remember certain things. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a known thing that, and especially at this point, like it's been years I've spent with my friends, right? So, like, at this point, I guess they know that they will be, because they're in my life, they will be involved in my artwork, right? So me busting out a camera during these times of, like, intimacy and, like, you know, closed doors or whatever is not uh, – I think people just are – my friends know, actually, that this is just how it is and how I work. And I think they're very they're, – they are very open to the idea because they know that this is a moment that I need to capture for myself to, you know, paint about. And I think they also enjoy that, right? Like, it's like a look into their lives and who they are. And then, you know, I love the idea of later them seeing a painting and being like, oh, my God, I remember this, you know, or like, oh, yeah, that's me. And I remember this scenario this was based on. Um, but, yeah, I feel like my friends don't care. <laughs> They're very, um, they know at this point, like, oh, Destiny has her camera, okay. So I think that comfortability also gives me, um, the chance to capture them in such vulnerable and relaxed, comfortable states. You know, as 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 much as it all feels like a, a love letter in a way to the to the community that you're portraying, and I imagine for them as well, it also strikes me, and maybe this isn't at all how it's intended, but as um, there's an activist element too, right? This is there's a there's a pride element. There's um, there's a sharing and a vulnerability here that that also is um, is another part of its 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 narrative or, or or message isn't there? It's that you know this this is about you know these works are about your experience with your community, but it's also an experience for those outside the community to to understand that community who may not be part of it. Is is that correct? You think? Yeah. No. Definitely. I have a lot of pride for my community and the queer community, right? Like, I could live my entire life surrounded by nothing but queer people, for sure. Um, there's just something so accepting and loving, and there's a lot of beautiful things in the queer community that I'm thankful for. And I also, yeah, I want that pride to be shared with other people, you know? Like, I love that my show came out on June 1st, because it's like, happy pride, like, this is how we're starting Pride, and I love that. I love that I can be a part of and help share and celebrate all of my experiences and my friends' experiences and to be part of the larger picture of Pride in terms of, you know, like, queer Pride. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it's, it's, well I mean, it's, um, that makes sense, of course, and, and, and it's part of the joy of this, I I guess I just mean in a time where also that's um, there's there's still you know roads to, to kind of travel in terms of mm -hmm. there being more acceptance of the community, right? I mean that that pride yeah. is for the community, but it's also that you know to communicate to other communities um, what it yeah what it yeah means, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yes, uh, I do like it being very inclusive like I love like it doesn't matter if you're queer honestly like if you are a lost soul or somebody who is looking for family and you're a good person like you are welcomed you know like I have so many people who aren't queer but are very much in the scene with us because they 
find love and we open up our arms to them, you know, it's, it's beautiful. I think that's why it's, the queer community is so beautiful because we know what it's like to be outcasted, you know, and we know what it's like to be lost or not have family around. And so what I guess I would like someone to take from this who isn't queer is that you're welcomed and you're, you can be loved and you can experience new experiences, you know. There's lots of people who I've met who have joined my friend group and, you know, understand their place as someone who is, like, hetero or cis. But respect and also protect the queer community as well because this is their family. Um, so I definitely, like, I want it to be something that everyone can see themselves being involved. It's not something that only we can experience, you know. I think that, yeah, I guess I also hope, you know, in the future that it could be like this, right, where it can, everyone can kind of just be accepting of each other. <laughs> Obviously, that's what we all want. Um, but I guess in my community, it is like that. Like, it's a small, it's a small community, but also not the only community that's like this. Um, and I would love for it to be expanded like that. I love that. It's, it's so well put in. Um, I would love that too. I, I want to ask you one more question before we go. It's off topic. I'm always curious. What are you reading at the moment? Yeah, so I'm actually reading um, R.B. Katai's manifesto. It's the... I actually have it with me right now. It's called the The First Diasporist Manifesto by R.B. Katai. So I guess he has a second one as well. Um, but it was very fitting because I kind of started it before I was prepping for my show. So during my off time when I needed a break painting, I would start reading this and I had no idea what diaspora was. And, you know, I had to do a couple research and I realized like the queer community is, you know, part of the diaspora's community. And also me as a woman and a brown woman who is queer, like there's so many layers to it. Um, so it was very fitting for the work and kind of being in the studio. Destiny, yeah. I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. It's really been uh, a great pleasure, and I wish you well with the show. And for those who want to see it, there's links here so that you can find out more before um, July 7th. Destiny, thanks again so much. Yeah, of course. And hopefully I want people to go see it. Happy Pride. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.